0: of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer, Cicely Anderson, running the board and producing this program. And we're glad that you are listening. You know, the program kind of focuses on anything that's local and Catholic, and it's a wide assortment of topics. It's very eclectic, and I always love when somebody comes back, especially after a long break, and gives us an update with how they're doing. And if you have a really good memory and you've been listening for a long time, you might remember uh, a number of years ago, uh, four or five years ago, maybe 2016, 2017. We don't remember the exact date. I had a uh a budding uh, and very talented singer-songwriter uh come in by the name of Jackie Minton and she had just put out her first CD which was called Searching for Now. She was a teenager I think at the time and I fell in love with the music and I used to play it in the car with my girls and we I just something about her music I I just found was beautiful. And so I recently received an email from her and said she was had been living in Tennessee and was moving back to Texas and Uh, was available to come back and so she is here in studio to get us up to date on how things are going i haven't talked to her a whole lot i want to learn during this interview about uh, how life is like for jackie minton and you can go to her website to learn about her music and more about her jackie with an ie at the end and then minton m-i-n-t-o-n jackie com, and she has just uh, released uh another um CD, I don't know what they're calling it these days. Uh, it's called <laughs> Ernest Voice and it was released on the Feast of St Joseph on March 19th, yes. so very very recently. So welcome back. Good to see you.
1: Thank you so much, Dave, for having me. It's a joy to be back.
0: Yeah. So tell us tell our uh, listeners about yourself. You uh and your family are parishioners at St Vincent de Paul Parish in Arlington. You went to Martin High School in yes. Arlington, so you're you're local uh, yes. and uh, the, how did the, the music come about? Uh, you were in a musical family or how did that uh, the music bug hit you, so to speak?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's a fun question. My mom is the seventh girl in her family and there are three aunts on that side of the family that mm-hmm. are choir directors. So growing up, there was an appreciation for music, definitely an encouragement. Um, and as I got to the age of taking after-school sports and trying to find things that I like to do yeah. um, outside of school. I tended to gravitate towards anything that had to do to, with music, whether that was city choir or um, taking guitar lessons and piano lessons, yeah. um, and just found a love for music there. Um, and as soon as I had an instrument in my hands, I found myself wanting to write my own melodies on it versus um, learning someone else's. Um, So when I would try to sit down to practice piano or guitar instead of reading the notes or trying to figure out What the music even said, I would end up Mm -hmm. just writing my own melodies. Um, And that's where I discovered a love for songwriting and storytelling.
0: Yeah, it must be very fun. I've, I've written a book and I know you, you just, when you write a book, you pour your heart into it. And then when it finally comes out, it's like your baby. It's like, (laughs) wow, I I did this. I made this. And song must be even, even more so because there's Mm. just a very emotional component to it. On your website, uh, it says you meld Folk inspirations with pop sensibilities. Uh, how <laughs> how how would you describe uh, your 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 music and what you try to, to you know what you, what you put out?
1: Absolutely, well, I think all musicians were influenced by what we listen to, um, for better or for worse. Um, so growing up, I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift, Kelly Clarkson, um, Hillary Duff, and just loved that kind of music. Mm-hmm. But also, as a small child, I remember. My mom used to just turn on, um, gosh, older artists or kind of music from like the 40s to put me to bed too. And so just growing up... had this like meld of very new and very old.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Let me just throw out a name and tell me if this uh, person Karen Carpenter. Had, uh, are you familiar with her? Or? I'm not. Okay. She's uh, uh, from the. You met. Okay. Sissel's not in her head. Yeah. She's. Uh, I, I love her voice. There's something about her voice that just draws me in. She she died kind of tragically of anorexia, mm. but she and her brother had a band. But ch- check her out sometime because uh, there's something about your music that reminds me of Karen Carpenter. So uh, that that'll thank be your you. homework for the next time you <laughs> yes, come back. It okay. Is. <laughs> uh, you've been moving moving around a bit. Uh, last time, I think you were living here, and it says on your website that you went from Texas to Minnesota to California, recently Tennessee. Uh, tell us about your travels and in now, How I'm planning on doing... coming back to Texas now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. I'm planning to move at the end of May. So excited to be back um, officially very soon. But right after I graduated from high school in 2015, I served with a m- missionary program called Net Ministries, Oh yeah, and they're yeah. based in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, yeah. I was placed on a team there that was stationary at a school. Um, so I was at Providence Academy in Plymouth, right outside of St. Paul, um, and was there for about nine months. Moved back to Texas, um, got into John Paul the Great University, which is a school in California. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there for just under two years um, when I started to get the music bug again and realized I was spending all of my free times um, trying to write music, gathering friends, playing at nursing homes nearby. Just any opportunity I could find to Mm -hmm. play um, and to sing. And um, I wasn't studying music there. I was studying communications media with an emphasis in theology and philosophy, Yeah, and I loved it. Um, but there was a part of me that um, felt I needed to, to nourish and nurture music again. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so you're kind of putting all the, 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 the educational aspect of it, and in recently in Tennessee, you yes. uh, went to Belmont University songwriting and philosophy, yes. right? So, uh, did, did, you, did you learn, uh, what did you learn about songwriting? Art. Absolutely.
1: I, I think that's a question that I get often. Yeah. Um it's like how do you teach yeah. um that kind of art? And a lot of times it was it's funny when we've had our first songwriting class, it was commercial songwriting one. Um so just how to write a song that appeals to a large group of people. Mm-hmm. Um the the very first class, the professor um, said something to the effect of, I dub thee all professional songwriters. If you're in this room, <laughs> you're right. already professional. Yeah. A, this is more about learning how to become better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, um, it was just a very supportive and encouraging environment, um, which I think is necessary for any type of art, um, especially as someone's growing and, um, retapping into that creative part of all of us. Yeah. Um yeah. it was just a very supportive environment, but also um open to critique and um it yeah. was fun to listen to we we had to critique each other's songs as peers. Um and it was cool that a lot of times I would be thinking something that I wanted different in someone's songs, but it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm correct or if <laughs> you know, I have like a valid input yeah. on this and then someone else in the class would share the same thing and that, that there's definitely similarities in the, the way that we like to be um, communicated to and that any, any song is going to have a clarity to it. Um, and that, that piece of clarity um, and specificness doesn't block other people out, but invites them
0: in. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Minton is my guest, singer, songwriter, Catholic, and uh, we'll talk about the Catholic influence in her writing as well, and why she decided uh, the Feast of St. Joseph to be the day that she put out her most recent uh, CD called Earnest Voice, uh, which is interesting. You can check her out online, JackieMinton.com, JackieMinton.com. Let me get, you mentioned Taylor Swift, Yeah. Taylor Swift is somebody, and I'm not a huge fan of hers, but I know she kind of writes about her life. If she goes mm-hmm. out on a date, she's going to write a song about it. Uh, Absolutely. Then I, I was really surprised, and to, uh, like Brian Adams has this song uh, "Summer of '69." I always thought it was autobiographical, but I heard on the radio that he was like five years old in 1969. So there's no way that he had a band, and I was like, hey, I, I feel so cheated. That's not about your life, you know. So you know that song, right? Yes. And so, yeah, he was he was a kid in 1969. So it, so obviously it wasn't biographical. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you fall? Do you, do you like to write about things that actually are going on in your life, or 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 no? Both and okay.
1: Both and absolutely. Um, there are songs on. This record that are from my perspective, and some that are not quite from my perspective, or may have started from my perspective and then go somewhere else, or were not from my perspective, and then I kind of flip them mm-hmm. to mine. Um, the title track is an example of that earnest voice. Um, I was in a history of culture through the arts class at John Paul the Great University. And uh, my professor pointed out this scene while we were reading the Odyssey um, that really just sparked a moment of clarity for me. Um, and this is going to sound a little bit nerdy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> <thought you> <laughs> but
2: I'll good run company. that risk. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
1: um, but there's a scene that he pointed out in class very casually where Odysseus is visiting King Menelaus um, and his wife, Helen of Troy. Um, and she's just been kidnapped or captured back from the Trojan War Mm -hmm. um, and is back with her husband, King Menelaus, and they're receiving Odysseus. And my professor just pointed out that in this scene, um, they never speak to one another, the husband and the wife. They Mm. only are speaking to the guest, and the guest is speaking back to them individually. Um, And he just pointed out that there's this awkward tension. They clearly haven't spoken about their differences and um, this time that they've been apart, and um, did she escape or was she captured by the trojans either way now she's back and they haven't talked it out (laughs) um and i was just kind of caught off guard because when you think about it that book was written before the bible
2: yeah um
1: so these are this is a common human um story that we have trouble sharing where we are with the people around us that we can um kind of hold back or um let tension build up that doesn't have to. Yeah,
2: interesting. Um, yeah. So
1: I left that class and went to the chapel and um, just immediately um, was struck by um, the first line of the song, um, fear was the easy choice that stole away my earnest voice.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so what began as a song written from Helena Troy's perspective um, quickly became my own um, mm. and just being inspired by the universality of that um, human experience. Oh,
0: and okay. that's the song you're going to sing here in a little bit, yes. right? Okay, yes. all right. We got the first line of it uh, down. Uh, in Nashville, did you get to perform? I mean, I know most you know, singers you know, dream, especially if they're in country music, is Nashville. I mean, this Absolutely. is the place to be. Did you get to do some, uh, I guess you were there mostly during the COVID, but did you get to perform mm-hmm. at all?
1: I performed a little bit, um, especially through a company called Love Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them at all.
2: Yeah.
1: They're um, a really cool movement of artists and patrons. Um, it started by a man named Jimmy Mitchell, um, who's also Catholic. Um, and the company is not overtly Catholic, but um, they started, I want to say, gosh, maybe five or seven years ago. Um, and just kind of began as a um, a hub of artists in the Nashville area that wanted to um, create and then a community around them that wanted to be a part of their art. So yeah. it's, um, it's a monthly patronage and then they receive um, like painted art or um, CDs, records, different things that that money is put towards supporting. Um, so I was, am really grateful to have connected with Lovegood yeah. when I got yeah. there. So um, the earnest voice live music video was recorded in their studio. Um, and um they're not too far from where I was living in Nashville. So it was a really beautiful experience to get to, um, have their support and be a part of their team. Um, while I was in Nashville and continuing to work with them, just getting to meet all these, um, people, even during COVID, we did, Mm -hmm. um, a, um, pretty short, um, tour, um, through the Midwest um of outdoor shows. Oh, yeah, um, over yeah. the summer last year. And that was just the biggest blessing. I was sharing just, you know, pictures, videos of these outdoor shows, um, socially distant, and all mm. my friends were like, Where yeah. are you performing? <laughs> Everybody's
0: like six feet from yeah. each other and face masks. Yes. Sir. All right, Jackie yeah. Minton's my guest. Uh her website, Jackie dot com, not hard to uh remember, and she has just released her. Uh, um, her newest, uh, CD, which is called, uh, uh, Earnest Voice on March 19th of 2021. I, I'm going to get to that question about St. Joseph and your, your Catholicism, but, uh, yeah, you're, why, you're finished with school, I guess. Is that why yes. you're moving back? And is Texas a good place for an artist to be or, Absolutely. or why, why are you moving back?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm moving back because God told me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, that's good reason. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: But, um, but yes, I've found as I've, been um, prayerfully making the decision, and um, even just started telling people there that I was leaving, and um, telling people here that I'm coming back home.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's just been um, wide open doors with music as live music starts to open back up here yeah. in Texas, yeah. which has just been a huge blessing. I was able to play last night um, at Troy's. Um, in Arlington, Texas and just getting to take the stage again, even with some friends that showed up out of the blue um, and offered to take the stage with me, it was just a really a huge gift.
0: Yeah, I imagine that being in front of a live crowd, there's just nothing like it. Mm-hmm. I know just even from like emceeing events and seeing people and seeing smiles, and in your case, you know, people enjoying the music and you can see that, that must mm-hmm. be a real great experience.
2: It's uh, a gift, yes. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let let me ask you about your Catholicism. It's clear you're talking about God's telling you, so you clearly have a prayer life and you're listening to God and you're releasing albums on the feasts of (laughs) great saints and the year of St. Joseph. So tell us about the the Catholic influence and how that um, plays out in your music.
1: Yes. um, It's something that I think I've... um, fought with at times and then realized that it's not something that music is not opposed to God. In yeah. fact, it's, um, of him, all creativity is of God. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the first creative, um, first creative, um, person being the one yeah. who initiates all creativity. Um, so I, um, didn't really have a personal prayer life until after I had learned guitar, um, in fifth grade. So for me, it's been a re, um, A remarriage of the two, and receiving the musical gift as from God, um, and realizing that's not something that I have to strive in Mm -hmm. um, or work for, but it's something that I get to receive and give away. Um, So I think that has been my journey, and even um, studying at John Paul the Great University um, for the short time, even though I wasn't studying music there, it's primarily a creative arts school. So all of my friends were studying film, um, acting, directing. And just getting to watch them pursue their gifts and talents for the Lord and from a Catholic perspective Mm -hmm. um, was so inspiring for me and I think is what um, kind of released that energy and that thought of like, okay, this is a gift that I need to receive and to give yeah. away.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. How does how does one make a living these days with music? <laughs> I, I'm guessing that the whole everything has changed in the last 10, 15 years. It's not just selling albums. It's digital it's youtube it's you know social media or what have you so from a from a business standpoint i guess because you know we all want to you know earn a little something for our for our (laughs) talent and so tell us the the challenges and maybe the advantages of you know doing this in 2021
1: absolutely um it looks very different than it did i think even 10 or 20 years ago used to an artist would have some sort of talent other people would see that and then um a recording company or um, some sort of management would pick that up and then invest in it and pay for recording on the mm. front end um, and then expect to see c d sales um for yeah. example or um certain other kinds of royalties um, which the streaming royalties are there, but they're just so different and yeah. um, a lot harder to get a hold of and really a lot smaller than make then CD sales or that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, and also because of that record companies aren't as big, they're not looking for as much new talent. Um, and there's a plethora of people in this world that know how to sing and play guitar. So um, there's no, no shortage. Um, so, um, I've, I think my generation of musicians has really been inspired by the way that the previous generation, um, has gone forward and said, okay, well then we'll just do, um, do it on our own and find a team of people that are willing to do this mm-hmm. with us. Um, maybe perhaps without a company, um, backing. So, um, with that, um, I've seen artists, um, do, um, Crowdfunding campaigns, or um, courageously asking the people that listen to their music um, to help them record new music um, and to invite people into that process before yeah. it's begun. Yeah. So um, with this record, this is, that's something that I did, um, and I started a crowdfunding campaign in July, um, and even back in. Um, May so about a year ago I was crunching the numbers trying right, to figure out was crazy with <laughs> yes, right? yeah. yes it's yeah. like okay well my all of my other summer plans are canceled so
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, well yeah, maybe yeah maybe maybe
1: God wants to bless music um, yeah. instead and um, he completely did and that was successful way. yes it
0: paid for everything it, yes uh, the recording yes. and the studio and all that huh? yes. okay. So tell us about uh, Ernest Voice. Uh, Searching for Now came out uh, several years ago, and then you had, uh, according to your website, in 2019, a single called "Remind," which was part of a collaborative project, "Awaken." So is is this uh, Ernest Voice your third CD or second, or or how? how, It's uh,
1: a good question. Technically, it's funny. I um, two summers ago, I recorded a. Um, kind of like underground CD with a friend <laughs> um, that I didn't release online. Um, yeah. It's um, just like me talking about songs, um, a lot of which I think almost all of them ended up on the Ernest Voice record. So that was mm-hmm. kind of like an in between. So in some ways, this is a third, but um, professionally wise, this is the second. Um, but "Remind" is the second track um, of Ernest Voice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we took that. Um, single and then put it on the record
0: yeah and you're not I, I and I hate to you know put people in a box like a category but you're not like a Christian artist per se like a Matt Marr or a you know, uh, like, like that, you right. you have Christian themes in your music, but you you would, you, I mean, would you consider yourself a, a Christian Catholic artist or no? Or no? Yeah. Okay. Not with
1: a quote, not with the air quotes around
0: yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like right. KLTY or right. uh, K-Love or these right. kind of places. They're not necessarily, that's not your kind of music. That's not your genre. Your, your, your music has obviously themes of, of, of your right. faith, but not Greatly in, in that sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Good. Uh, well, very interesting, and I'm so glad you stopped by. Uh, I want to make sure we get the the live song in. And again, Jackie Menton is my guest. Uh, she grew up in Arlington and has uh, been, uh, you know, uh, many many places as we've mentioned, uh, Minnesota and California. And she's uh, a, a wonderful Catholic young lady who's very talented, as you're going to see here here just uh, a second from now. Her CD is called "Earnest Voice." Came out on the Feast of Saint Joseph, March 19th of this year. And it was all crowdfunded. And so you're going to play the title track, Earnest Voice, right? Yes. You've already given us the first line of it. So <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get the guitar and uh, have you play it. And then we'll have a couple of words at the end. Would that be all right?
2: That'd be great. Okay. Okay. Fear was the easy choice It stole away my earnest voice Made of silver and glint and gold Of treasures I told But few have heard my soul Love knows no fear Oh, love come near I whisper in your ear When you're ready to hear it Peace is riddled and wrought with strife But we both know there's more to life The war was over years ago Or at least I used to think so Love knows no fear, oh love come near I whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear Love knows no fear, oh love come near I whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear Guide, but from yourself do not hide. My hope will be your shield, the battle's not in a foreign field. My guide will be your guide, but from yourself do not hide. My hope will be your shield, the battle's not in a foreign field. Love knows no fear, oh love come near I'm standing right here when you're ready to. Love knows no fear, oh love come near I sing it loud and clear
0: Very nice! Wow, that's beautiful. I just thank love you. your voice. That's oh, so great. You, uh, that is awesome. So that uh, is Jackie Minton' earnest voice, yes. and it's a good, uh, good title because it is a very earnest voice. And so, thank you. So the, uh, the uh, real quickly, we don't have a lot of time. The other s- songs on this CD, uh, kind of a theme of the CD, or what are some of the other ones? Or some of right. your favorites? Oh gosh. You like them all. That's like saying, which of my kids do I like the best? Yeah, they're all, yeah, you like them all. Otherwise, you wouldn't have written them, right?
1: (laughs) Right. Um, I would say Fly is another one that's very close to my heart. Yeah, and that's on your website. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you go to JackieMin.com, she's got three uh songs uh that are on that are highlighted on on the website. So you like that one a lot too. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, thank you yes. so much for doing a live performance. Oh, I, I videotaped it. If uh can I put it on our Facebook Absolutely. page? Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. And uh how can people support you? Cuz we mentioned, you know, you you've got a you know make, make you know earn some money doing this and you know, and support your talent and your next CD and all that so how, how what should people do if they want to support your music
1: um staying in touch is the first the first thing um so on my website com, i have um just a little newsletter where i write um and let people know what i have been up to every once in a while um not more than Probably six times a year, probably like every other month. I just okay. like to um, keep people in the loop. Um, so um, dot com slash little letters um, is is that um, okay. if anyone would like to get a little email update from me, um, and it gives them the ability to respond too. So I love keeping in touch with people that way.
0: Do you have um, you have fans around the world, or do you hear have from, friends? Uh, yeah, you got friends, or you don't call them fans. Friends. You got friends,
1: it's, right? Okay. Yeah, it's it's funny. I it, I. As soon as I know somebody's listened to my music, it's like, oh, well, you know so much about me already. <laughs> we yeah, must be friends. Yeah. Right. Um, and um, yeah, it's just such a treat getting to to meet people along the way and connect with them um, in that way. And then um, with this song specifically, I have a music video coming out in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I'm still trying okay. to nail down an official date. Have you
0: um, already videotaped it? You've yes, already done the yes, whole thing. Yep, okay. Yep.
1: It's it's edited. I've seen a f- close to final draft but there are a few more things oh, we want to edit That's cool. So,
0: so that'll go up on YouTube yes, and yep, that'll oh, be on well YouTube great. Great. So look download. out for that. And uh, we got to wrap things up. I got more questions I could ask you, but uh, you also got some, obviously people can get some, some merch as they call it these days, right? right? Shirts and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Shirts, t-shirts, to- or yeah, t-shirts, tote bags. Um, and I do have a physical CD for Ernest Voice okay. as well. Okay. Um, the cover art for that was designed by Lauren Santos, who's a Catholic artist based out of El Paso. Mm. Um, and she does beautiful, beautiful work. Um so getting to have her artwork paired with mine was just a huge blessing.
0: Yeah. Well don't wait 5 years before you come back the next time, okay? okay? Sounds good. So yeah, keep us up to date and uh we will uh just i invite everybody to visit the the website and i am serious about this and i'm going to go on and i'm going to i'm going to buy something i'm going i want to uh-huh. support you myself uh right when this is over jackieminton.com j a c k i e m i n t o n.com uh she's local and she's catholic and she's very talented as you can uh, hear and uh, we want to support her so that uh, and, and get that uh, latest uh cd called earnest voice which came out on the feast of saint joseph of this year so anyways great to see you thanks again and uh, hopefully we'll have you back sometime very soon i do
2: hope so
0: all right this has uh, been the interview of the week thanks to sisal for uh, running the board and this one's a little complicated because we had to do a little editing and uh and all that but uh, a couple mics for uh, the the musical performance there and uh, appreciate you listening also if you have suggestions for future interviews of the week feel free to reach out to me uh, dave palmer at grnonline.com god bless you
3: Come, let us pray to our Blessed Mother for those who have dedicated their lives in defense of our nation and our freedom. Pray that she will guard and protect our country from those who wish to destroy it. All KATH 910 AM listeners are invited to participate in a special Memorial Day Patriotic Rosary at St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth focusing on prayer for our nation, our military, and our church on Monday, May 31st at 7 p.m. For more information, call 817-244-7733.
0: All of us at KTH 910 AM thank Porter's Army, Navy, and Irving for their sponsorship of the August 5th Summer Speaker Series event with guest speaker Father John Ricardo. owner Steve and Cindy Porter have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. They invite you to visit Porter's Army, Navy, located at 600 East Irving Boulevard in Irving and see more at their website, portersarmynavy.com. They hope you'll join them August 5th by buying your tickets at summerspeakerseries.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining us for this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hope your weekend is going well. I want to thank uh, Diane Xavier for running the board. My name is Dave Palmer, host of this program. And I've got an interesting topic that I think is going to resonate with a lot of people, especially if you have a great devotion to St. Mother Teresa, and perhaps you remember the great work that she did in India. My guest is the uh, program director and president President of a new organization called Project Finding Calcutta. You can find them online uh, at projectfindingcalcutta.com. We have a lot to talk about because you're probably learning about this organization for the first time. They've got an event coming up in September. They also have a a prayer campaign for all that's going on in India right now with the ravage of COVID. You might have heard in the news. My guest is uh, Anand Bhimarasetti. And uh, as I mentioned, President, Program Director of Project Finding Calcutta, Anand. Thanks for uh, being with us. Uh, I hope I got your name close to right. <laughs> Welcome. You, you
3: got it right. You okay. got it right. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: Yes. Now you're of Indian uh, na- nationality, and I-, I presume have a great devotion to the work that uh, Mother Teresa, Saint Mother Teresa, did in India. Uh, I-, I know it's a new org- a new group, a new organization, just kind of getting started. But can you tell? us the kind of the mission and purpose and a little bit of background about uh, project finding calcutta
3: absolutely so project finding calcutta is again an inspiration from mother teresa and she has done so much and so well and inspired so many people all over the world and in fact my encounter with her uh, i've had one as a child i had a chance to meet her briefly Uh, but then again i really fell in love with her when uh I led a mission trip from United States uh, to Calcutta. And when I saw the work of mission, the Missionaries of Charity Sisters and what I have seen Mother Teresa started, it just moved me to tears. And I said, I have to, I have to do something like this in the United States and really went after Mother Teresa's quote, uh, which is, go find your own Calcutta right where you are. So here we are in Dallas trying to find Calcutta. And Calcutta, as you know, is not a place Necessarily, in this particular quotation from Mother Teresa, we are trying to find the poor, the sick, and the lonely and love them right where we are sometimes they are they are poor financially, but sometimes they are not, maybe they are just emotionally poor, yeah. so that is how we started, and that is the beginnings and uh, the other question you asked, I guess is uh, yes, I am from India, I was born and brought up uh, I moved to the United States in ninety eight To do some IT work, but now I'm working for the church.
0: Mm, Praise God. And on the website, which I visited, projectfindingcalcutta.com, it says, Our mission is to quench the thirst of Jesus Christ by mobilizing volunteers into charitable works locally. And you already kind of explained this, where Calcutta is a city in India, but of course we all have our Calcutta's probably within a a few miles of our house where, where the needs are. So, from a practical standpoint, what are you asking folks to do who are listening? How can they get involved
3: yes yes um something my wife and i uh two years ago we were really longing to uh, serve and we wanted to do volunteer work and uh, and weekdays are really difficult uh, especially with children so we were looking for opportunities on saturday mornings and uh, they were really hard to find Uh, so we just started visiting some nursing homes and that kind of gave the idea uh, perhaps maybe there are other families, other young adults, uh, just other people in general uh, that are Catholic, that are uh, frequenting sacraments, but would love to uh, serve the poor and love the neighbor. And uh, opportunities are kind of hard to find online. A lot of times they are uh, there is a long process. Uh, You have to sign up and it takes a few weeks to go through all the, you know, checks and balances. So we wanted to create a system where people could just show up and serve. Uh, and of course all the children must come with parents. Uh, but we also wanted to provide an opportunity that is family friendly. So that's how it started and we, uh, we usually meet right after mass on Saturday morning. Uh, it changes from, location changes from parish to parish depending on the week. On Saturdays we meet at nine o'clock and we begin with uh, a light breakfast, uh, which Mother Teresa used to serve, uh, to her volunteers in India, in Calcutta. Uh, and then uh, we uh, say some prayers and read a reflection from Mother Teresa and a quick orientation on uh, different uh, opportunities we have for that particular day. Uh, usually we go to four to five different places. Sometimes, uh, say we have 50 people, we, we split them into groups of uh, 10, uh, and the five groups will go to five different locations. A group will go downtown and hand out lunches and talk to the homeless and really have, uh, even if it is for 10 minutes, but have a meaningful conversation and to encounter Christ in that moment. Uh, We send some people to Dallas Life or some other homeless shelter in town. We help with assembling beds or Uh, serving meals, and then we also go to uh, visit Missionaries of Charity Sisters right here in Dallas, and they take care of a lot of low-income families in that neighborhood, and we uh, help them however they need help. And um, so sometimes we go to nursing homes. Well, we used to visit the elderly, but now due to COVID, uh, we are helping uh, nursing homes where we are building gardens so people can come. uh, The elderly can uh, relax there after we finish the work. Uh, so these are some of the uh, opportunities, so families and young adults, anybody can just show up at nine o'clock, I and mean, then it, it'll be ideal if they sign up beforehand on the website, but when they show up, uh, they can also pick and choose where they would like to go, and some places are family friendly and some places are not. So they have
0: options. Mm, very nice. Yeah, my, my family and I often pray it, in the evening uh, that God will reveal opportunities for us to uh, perform corporal works of mercy. And so uh, this is really an answer to prayer because, uh, you know, we sometimes don't know what to do, as, as you mentioned, and this uh, gives us an opportunity. So this is every Saturday. Of course, we're in the three o'clock hour on Saturday, so uh, the opportunity for today has already passed, but next Saturday or the following, pretty much any Saturday, they You just go to the website, find out where you're going to be, and sign up and and show up, right?
3: That's pretty much it. And it's almost every Saturday. Right now, we are rotating between uh, about four or five parishes. Uh, But as we have more parishes interested in uh, 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 collaborating with us, uh, we would love to uh, work out of uh, every parish. And that place is really a meeting place. Uh, and uh, where we pray, we do the orientation, and then go out. But right now we are definitely three out of four Saturdays we are doing it, and some Saturdays are still open. So if any parishes and priests and pastors are listening, would love to be uh, in your parking lot. Yeah,
0: very nice. And... Let's talk about the event in September. Uh, that it's it's still you know months away, but you know time flies by so fast. It's called an evening with Mother Teresa. Uh, what what do we what do you know so far about that, and how can people uh, get be involved?
3: Yes, yes, uh, we are really trying to inspire more people, and uh, the way she inspired uh, me and so many of my friends. Uh, really, Project Finding Calcutta actually started out of a a hobby home video. (laughs) I was trying to make a a small documentary during her canonization, and I interviewed some people, and in those interviews, I keep hearing, Find Your Own Calcutta. So that's when I realized Mother Teresa, like she's so joyful, and she served so many people, inspired so many people. Uh, She worked tirelessly while going through a dark night herself, Um, but there are so many more elements to uh, her life, her service um, and her uh, encouragement to others, those are the things we want to reveal uh, at this particular event. We would love to share some uh, unique stories most people may not have heard before and uh, share also the experiences. I've been to uh, Calcutta uh, all over 10 times now, and I take people on mission trips to experience that work uh, at the Home for the Dying, which is really beautiful. It's really life-changing. And uh, we just want to share that. And uh, we're also uh, looking into possibly doing a little uh, play with some uh, uh, school-age kids. Uh, We want to just make it a fun evening and uh, also an an evening where you learn more about uh, her life and legacy along with... We share. We will share the opportunities that we have here in Dallas. And since we are a new organization, and we started uh, really after COVID, uh, and since then we have, have uh, we have had more than thousand volunteers and almost three thousand hours we spent in serving the poorest of the poor here in Dallas. Uh, we just want to extend that invitation to more people, and uh, we will see where God takes this. Yeah. We just want to share that joy with others.
0: My guest is Anand Bimuraceti. He's a president and program director of a new organization, really uh, doing great work here in the Dallas area, Project Finding Calcutta. You can find them online at projectfindingcalcutta.com. And uh, if you're interested in these Saturday days of uh, prayer and corporal works and helping people in the community, our own little Calcutta, uh, please find the schedule there and sign up. Uh, 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 Anand, the do you have an exact date and location? Is it going to be in person or virtual or hybrid or or what? What what are the particulars? Is there a cost for the event in September or is the, is that even been um, uh, decided yet? <laughs>
3: uh, so to be honest with you, uh, I was going to have everything lined up by today, yeah, uh, <laughs> to be able to share, uh, but due to the situation in India, COVID, how. Deadly, it has been there. I actually put some of that research uh, on the back burner and uh, pulled uh, friends together to help whatever we can. Uh, So, some of that information is not finalized yet, but there is a form where people can enter their information. It will say, Yeah, all the interested people, we will get back in touch with them and let them know the exact details like uh, when it is, where it is. We'd love to do it on the Feast of uh, Mother Teresa, which is uh, uh, the September 5th, but that's also the day before Labor Day this year. So yeah. we want to uh, do a quick survey and find out uh, what people would like. So that's where we are on the on the date and the location. Uh, um, uh, anything else uh, concerning the event, uh, we have been working hard. If you don't mind me sharing about the situation uh, in India oh please do yeah we uh, with project finding Calcutta. my mission really was to uh, work here locally serve the poor and uh, Dallas is our Calcutta now that is how all my friends all my volunteers uh, there is a core team we call him the blue team uh, we work together tirelessly every Saturday uh, connecting with so many people and building friendship and sharing Christ just through service, uh, while building friendship with each other. It's become a good uh, place for community. We are fostering that joyful, giving uh, culture. Uh, as we are doing that, I always, uh, when I first heard about what's going on in India, it's, it's, it was too big. Uh, thousands and thousands of people are dying there. And what we are seeing in the news that up to 4,000 people are dying every day, Uh, I think it is underestimated in my personal opinion, just knowing the magnitude and talking to friends and relatives. I mean, I personally um, am already losing some relatives. And by this time next month, uh, by the end of May, uh, every Indian person is going to lose dozens of relatives, Mm. uh, if not their immediate family members. That is how bad it is. Literally every day I'm getting phone calls about somebody that I know and that our, you know, uncles are uncles uh, or second, third cousins. Uh, they're dying. So, uh, b- b- uh, so uh, all of a sudden, it just became too big in my mind. Like, what? What can we do? Yeah. It is so big and so far. Uh, then one of my friends inspired me and said, like, well, you know, <laughs> pointed me back to Mother Teresa. One of my another favorite quotes of Mother Teresa is, "If you cannot feed hundred people, then feed just one." Yeah. So. Some of us friends are trying to do as small, as little as we can do, but with great love. And uh, we are starting a prayer campaign, and we are also raising funds to help uh, feed the poor uh, or give money to the low-income families to buy medication and things like that uh, in collaboration with local churches in India. So that is something we just started doing and would love everyone to join us in this effort. Uh, you can find out more about it on our website. This just this week we started uh, also praying every day at three o'clock the Divine Mercy Chaplet. There is a there is a phone number you can call and uh, you will be uh, joining um, probably hundreds or maybe even thousands in listening to the prayer and you can you can join and pray for the poor, uh, sick and lonely right now uh, that are dying due to COVID.
0: All right. Uh, so that all that information is on the website, projectfindingcalcutta.com, projectfindingcalcutta.com. Uh, Anand Bimurassetti is the uh, founder, president, program director. Are, are you a, a one man? Uh, and I know you've got, you know, you said like a thousand volunteers, but as far as, you know, paid staff, so to speak, are, are you a one man operation right now or do you have anybody else working for you?
3: That is it. I am a one man operation and uh, with the blessings uh, of, uh, you know, well, another in intersection of Mother Teresa and uh, the grace of God uh, with both. Uh, it is growing fast and soon I will be looking for uh, somebody to um, help me uh, so we can be at more parishes and I would love to see this mission continue. Um, Uh, with or without me, and I really want to, yeah, grow it. So right now, I'm doing everything. yeah, Um, And uh, that's also one of the reasons for the event in September. We would like to raise some funds to hire a team, but we do have a great team of volunteers. I just want to give a shout-out to them. My blue team, my ambassadors, they have been phenomenal, showing up every Saturday on time, actually, before I get there sometimes. And, uh, yeah, being... Uh, guiding others to serve the poor. So with their help, we are doing, we are doing great right now, but we definitely could use, uh, some help. So if anybody is looking for internships or even, uh, part-time jobs, uh, would love to, would love to have you join our mission
0: yeah and obviously something like this you need some kind of funding some kind of income Um, you talked about raising funds to go to india Uh, how how about maintaining and we're down to about just about two minutes now so we gotta uh, kind of wrap this up but uh, is there a place to donate online is the september event going to be a fundraiser How, how are you funded
3: yes so we are a 501c3 and it is run completely by people's donations and um, most of the donations just go back straight to to the poor. Uh, whether we are making snack bags or lunches or any resources that we are giving to people, uh, and right now on the payroll, I'm just a part-time person uh, because I also am trying to do side work so I can support my family. Uh, but yes, uh, the September event will be a fundraiser. Uh, anyone can donate online on our website, uh, Project Finding Kolkata com and we are a five C three and our organization is under the umbrella of USCCB.
0: Yeah. All right. Great. And last question um, is: Are you formally? I know you mentioned this. The, the The Missionaries of Charity Sisters. Are you formally involved in them? Are they uh, obviously? They. I'm sure they. They love and support what you're doing, but are they directly involved in your in your group or no?
3: So we are great friends, but yeah. uh, there is no formal ties. They stick to what they're good at, which is serving as the religious. And uh, I know them personally, but we are not formally tied to them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very good. Well, it's um, so glad we had this opportunity to uh, not only for me to learn about what you're doing, but also to introduce you to a lot of people who I'm sure are, are, are very blessed that they know what you're doing. And I, Uh, I I say this too often, and I get my my family says, gosh, Dad, you you commit us to everything, but I'd love to get my family out one of these
3: Saturdays. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.